Dilraj Gopi has an has a very interesting question. Um, um, physical limitations like microtia, a birth defect where one ear is deformed and its hearing non-existent leaves a person with hearing in just one year. Poor sound localization ability and a lack of stereo sense when using headphones. What would be your advice for such a person when it comes to mixing music or movies in Atmos, where it is imperative to have a sense of the surround sources of sound? I won't be able to give a completely authentic answer to this, unfortunately, because this is slightly something that I have not experienced personally, um, and I wouldn't want to give wrong information. But here's my understanding of that: is if a person has a defect from birth, there would be a point where he has built himself, or he has built his mannerisms, or his mind is rewired to work in a way to use that one one set of year one year to find positional information now i don't know if you can make out left or right you know i might not be the right person to answer that um but then yes you do need to understand some bit of localization in order to find out how good um, an atmos mixes that being said uh it isn't necessarily a fact that you know in case you have such a deformity your mixes are going to sound bad no because remember one thing um when the audience listens to a mix or when the audience listens to a song or when the audience watches a film they don't care what eq you use what compressor you use what reverbs you use you know as long as it sounds great um so you know if you have a method over many years um you know of finding out what sounds great good see dialogues for example dialogues are you know traditionally they are, they come in from the center and you know you can always have a two man mix you know one person doing the dialogue the other person doing the um, effects and and the score you can always approach things like that and it does not have to be that one person does all the work you know it's it's always a team effort so this is my understanding of it uh, but again like i said i won't probably be able to give you uh, a complete answer but that's probably because of my limitation of that knowledge So self creations as a question um how can i mix 5.1 in pro tools so that it also sounds better in stereo audio system now you should understand that when you mixing in 5.1 it you know pro tools any daw like the one thing to keep in mind is if you want to listen to this in a stereo system you have to make sure you hear that because a few things to keep in mind is in a, in a 5.1 system you have left center right left around and right around and the sub there's in stereo you have only two speakers So when you're folding down all of these speakers, all of these signals to that stereo uh, speaker or the two channels, you have to uh, keep, make sure that your um, the signal levels are right. You're not uh, driving it too hot. You're not saturating this in the levels. You're not clipping uh, signals. You know you have to make sure that all of these are well balanced. You have a very standard formula uh, for converting 5.1 to stereo. but it it also depends if so if you have a lot of information in your surrounds you might want to drop that down a bit more so that when it folds down to stereo you know it doesn't be it doesn't overload the channels and things like that so gain structuring is very important when you um, do a 5.1 to stereo mix um, to a stereo one as well um occasionally you will have to do a bit of rides in the stems if you have access to the dialog music and effects stem and that's because you know sometimes your stereo The reason you would be making a stereo is to a play play it in home or on a streaming medium or you know YouTube or any of that uh, things for example in which you can't be too dynamic if you're too dynamic you know um, those dynamics don't really translate back home so these slight things you need to keep in mind so if you have the stems you can you know you can something is going too low you can raise it a bit rather than raising the entire mix 
um, up. So, you know, these are some of the things that you would want to do. And definitely, definitely listen to it in stereo. Um, don't go by an assumption. Uh, Bilal Ahmed uh, has a question. Uh, I am following you from long from Kashmir and I am a musician and recording engineer. I have traveled more than 20 countries to gain experience in music and technology. Uh, please share some tips about music mixing and mastering Dolby Atmos and all stuff. Um, there's a lot of tips. I mean, there's a lot of techniques and that's the beauty about these kind of mixes is there is no one rule. You know, ultimately the goal is to mix to something that sounds good. Uh, sounds unique. Uh, probably yes um, because again that would depend if your scene requires it to be unique you know if it's if it does if it does not have a requirement to be unique but it has a requirement to be every mix has a requirement to be clean uh, when I say clean uh, I don't mean that it has to be shiny and perfect no there are mixes like for example Gangs of Vasipur um, the mix was very um, rugged it was dirty and it was meant to be like that it wasn't meant to be a perfect mix at all it was on pu on purpose meant to be an, a, a, an imperfect mix. That's because the narrative of that film was um, completely was a, was a completely different kind of a narrative. So it all depends on what is being told to you from the screen. You know, like you know, it's an it's an it's an allocentric mix. You're mixing towards something that's there on the screen. Uh, so that's very important to understand what the screen is telling you. And depending on what the screen is telling you, you build your mix to make sure to just find out. If when you turn off the lights and when you turn off the displays on your system and you put the mixer into a preview mode and you sit and watch the film, does it sound believable? You know, that's all that matters. At the, at the end of the day, what you're trying to achieve should be something that's believable. Um, when I say believable, it does not have to mean realistic, but it should go with what is happening on screen. And you know, once you achieve that, then that's it. Um, different people have different approaches to sound. The thing about sound is because no one can see it, everyone has an opinion about it. Um, and it's very difficult to quantify what is good for someone may not be good for someone else, uh, things like that. It's like I can't explain the taste of vanilla ice cream to you until you taste it uh, and things like that. So when it comes to tips and tricks about this, you know, read a lot, uh, look, at, look at some of the blogs, look at some of the tutorials that are there, watch films. I cannot stress this enough. Watch films. You know, don't classify films by being good, bad, good or bad. You know, my personal take on that is: if something is bad, it still has someone who's worked hundred percent in that film. You know, there is always somebody who has done hundred percent of their effort in that film. Uh, if you watch a lot of films, if you watch every film, you will have an understanding of what is bad and what is good. Because everything is relative to something else. You know, if you say your mix is good, your mix is good compared to what? You know, that's an answer that you need to be able to say. So keep in mind all of these things. So watch films. And that's the best tip I can tell you. Because the more you watch films, the more you start understanding all of these, these brilliance and the brilliant techniques that they use. The brilliant techniques need not be flashy. They can be some of the most simplest ideas that you can get. Um, and you know and you can stare at them in marvel and you know, try and think of how they managed to pull it off so yeah that's my um, my point for that right as a beginner to begin with sound editing can you suggest some softwares for amateurs there's you know if if you are looking at sound editing 
you know one of the things that is pretty much an industry standard is pro tools and you know it's been there it, every every studio in india every film mixing studio in india um uses pro tools and you you have to deliver in that format as well you can start off with pro tools pro tools first you know there's there's a lot of ways about starting off with pro tools even so the audio you can um you can have a look at how you want to purchase pro tools as well so that's a good platform to start in um yeah because i've been working on pro tools pretty much my entire career so yeah what are your go to monitors for a surround setup i love the genlex um i for my and i'm really a good big fan of the genlex um i also like the jbls um the lsr series but i i have uh a slight personal pro you know preference towards the towards the genlex as well so those yeah those are pretty good monitors but at the end of the day remember you know you you put your speakers in it's about how good your room is you know, your speakers cannot fix your room modes you know, if you have issues in the room acoustics that's not something that the speaker can fix and um, also make sure that you have good calibration on your speaker on in in your speakers and for your room as well because it's a combination of both of these that make your room you know pretty much a standard um for for cinema um i absolutely love the myers so at at future works um parel we've got um we've got myers there in 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 the in the dolby atmos mix room and they just sound absolutely brilliant you know some of the best monitors i've heard for a, for a cinema mix is the myers hands down when you start what are the levels you maintain while mixing music um again so i start with mixing dialogue like i explained earlier and then i mix everything relative to that so when i mix my dialogues i kind of mix it um uh, at least you know 3 4 db's lower because you know once all of the elements come in you end up having to boost a lot of things so i keep a lot of headroom um for that i have around you know 6 to 8 db's of headroom or even more sometimes depending on on what kind of um scene it is so when once everything comes in you know i know for a fact that it has to go louder uh for for some sequences and that's how i i start my mixes as well when you're mixing dialogues or the scene is not dubbed again how do you maintain the tonality you do what best you can um so surgical eq i use the um the fab filter and the seq from seq is from newgen a uh, brilliant eq one of the re- really good things i like about the seq is the fact that you know you can uh, you can you can match eq from one to the other which you can also do on a fab filter but you can also do something as called an inverse eq so which basically you can let's say you you've got the profile and you can choose how much of that profile has to be in in your sound so you know like one of the things we did this was for bombay velvet um so bombay velvet had a lot of dialogues going through songs so we took the the profile um of the dialogue in the song and we put the inverse eq in the song so when there were dialogues you know we we would have the the eq of the dialogue but you know cut that on the song and rather than writing the the volume filter of the song we would write the depth at which you know the eq had to cut so you know the techniques like that but yeah you know, the only way you can match some of these stuff you know if it's beyond that is a make sure that your reverbs match that's the first selling point and matching tonality is by by listening to it back and forth you know. and you have to listen from one passage to other because the only way you can make out a tonality is when there's a tonality jump uh, between two lines and that is something you need to address so one of the techniques one of the things i learned early on was um uh, to use mono reverbs to match the dialogues to sit there 
and once you have the matched dialogues uh, once you know it fits the screen then you can look at eqing or compression or things like that compression especially because um some of the pops and you know the um, uh, some of the dynamics of that line you can actually bring out through compression which is a pretty good idea uh, aramzad uh, aram azad has a question uh, does a scorer composer mix the music tracks as well or as a film mixer's job now traditionally in india this has been the film mixer's job and uh, the reason for that is you know in the, at the film mixing studio you have access to the final mixed dialogues the final mixed effects and all of that and when you start placing the elements in surround uh, you can have an idea of if something is clashing with something else or or no or you know if it if it's blending seamlessly etc whereas you know that being said it still is a uh, there are some really fantastic engineers who deliver 5.1 and 7.1 stems to the mix studio and i personally as a person i'm not a, i'm not someone who is opposed to that uh, because i i'm a firm believer of the fact that there is nothing that cannot be fixed um without a dialogue you know you know like if something i know is not sounding right i can you know just call up the engineer and tell them like you know maybe you need to tone down on this one or maybe you know some things need to be balanced out separately because you should also remember it works the other way around like um when i'm mixing the score uh, for the film i make sure i have the engineer or the on the music engineer come there as well because it's very important that you know there are people who've lived with the, with the score more than i have so the balance of the score is in their minds much more stronger than what i have so it's very important that you know they find the balance between the instruments to be right and then you know of course it would would completely change on context you know if you have a dialogue that's there and then you know you want to remove elements from the score in order to fit certain things over there because the dialogue is is something that would drive the entire thing so there are slight changes to this but it's also important that you know they understand um this side of the process as well so you know it works both ways uh, at least in my opinion what are the five things you wish you knew when you were just entering the world of atmos and uh, this is by uh, akash rajan it's uh, a very interesting question five things i knew because when i entered atmos you know we were beta testing atmos in 2012 since um, i think it was may or june onwards and um, we had at that point so futureworks um, parel is the world's first uh, premier atmos room uh, with with minor speakers uh, over there so we were beta testing this to find out what the workflow would be you know you know how would we work around it what how much time would we take for a mix um and also the fact that was that you know it was very challenging because you know there were no screens at that point you know so if you mix what happens to the down mix the 5.1 you know things like that um and you know we've we've had like an incredible amount of help from dolby uh in that entire process and you know a lot of help in terms of the mix of the shifted to a control surface as well um at that point of time because that's that's the best way we figured we could do that mix with that you know with the with the right amount of investments as well so the five things that i wished i knew um i would probably be able to try and answer those not specifically to atmos but in general when it term um, when it comes to film mixing so one thing is i wished i still to this day wish um i had read a lot um i started reading a lot more after i started working and i figured that you know if if i had 
been reading before that is actually much more beneficial to me uh, in opening up my mind uh, towards the philosophies of things towards the technicalities of things because the more you read the more you become familiar with this and you know when you're very familiar it's not necessary that you understand every single word and every single technical explanation of let's say how an equalizer works or how a compressor works but you know having the fundamental understanding of why a certain eq is good or why a certain compressor is good you know will help you in the long run it will, will help you a lot so you know understanding technology is uh, when i say understanding technology it's not about uh, you know rattling off the um, the technical jargon it's about being able to have a conversation about technology in in a layman's language and that is very important so i wish i had read a lot uh, i wished i definitely wish i had watched a lot more movies um, i came into film mixing because that was the first job i got Uh, to be honest it was not like i decided to be a film mixer and i wanted to be you no know, it was the first job i got and i can be very honest about that as well um so i definitely wish i had read more um uh, uh sorry watched more films but the other thing is i to this day i definitely wish i could you know read um uh, sheet music um, i mean i can do a basic reading of the notes but that's not enough for me to be fluent enough in reading uh, staff notations is this very important not really uh, it, it varies from if you want to be a music engineer i would definitely say yes it's it's a good strength to have to be able to read um score sheets but what i really wanted to to do that and the reason i wanted to do that was to understand the composer's intention you know uh, of 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 that kind of a dynamics in that score why is he going so low why is he going so high you know so those were certain things that i wanted to do as well um the other thing is um i practice a lot on my shortcuts um and i um i spend hours just doing one particular shortcut you know like for example you know command s command shift w command s command shift w where you know save and close and then you open it's it's the reason i can say that is because i've i was talking about this very recently and um otherwise it would it would have to be a muscle memory so the reason i wanted all of these things to be a muscle memory was to reduce the amount of time between what i thought as an idea and by the time i execute that and that was very important for me as well so yeah so these are some of the things i probably may not hit 5 but hopefully definitely definitely i wished i had asked more questions um i was quite shy of asking a lot of questions because you know there's a fine line between you know where you can get comfortable about asking questions and you know becoming a pain um and i wanted to stay on the safe side but you know now that i think of it i definitely think that you know i should have asked um, more questions because more questions uh, opens up a lot more things um you know it breaks the ice uh it makes you know makes you have a better relationship better conversational relationship with the person makes you know gets you friends as well and that's all very important and at the same time you learn um, ask questions that are genuine um uh, i think the person i've asked Uh, the most number of questions in my life would be uh, sridhar sir and i think um, he has answered every single question in painstaking detail um so yeah that's when i figured like you know i should definitely ask questions and you know you learn a lot it's 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 a lot of gems that you can pick up 
how to study Dolby Atmos mixing, where to study, uh, you recommend some institutions in Kerala. See, the, the thing about Dolby Atmos mixing is, um, it's very important to understand the fundamentals of mixing. You know, Dolby Atmos mixing or that kind of a mixing format came in from uh, from, from 5.1 or 7.1. You know, it's it's an evolving mix uh, format. You know, it, it, it is an immersive mix format. But you need to learn the fundamentals of mixing. If you want to learn about Dolby Atmos mixing, see, it's more about um, the technological side of it. You know, how do you set up your session? How do you set up the panel? How do you have Pro Tools and the renderer talk to each other? There are a lot of tutorials that will tell you about that you know avid has a bunch of really good tutorials dolby has a bunch of very good tutorials on that there are a lot of really good webinars happening right now as well so that side of things is is very well covered but the idea the creative side of things the um the aesthetics of it you know those are fundamental to anything and uh, my opinion is you can be taught that but you need to be able to train your mind to listen to these things. And the best way to do that is to keep watching films. You know, keep watching. There's no good, there's no bad. Just keep watching everything. And you'll get a sense of that. You'll be familiar with that. Once you're familiar with that, your mind will be more in tune with those kind of ideas is what I feel. And at least that's what I did. Uh, um, is it necessary to have a physics degree or study science in 12th to do film mix? Now, you should understand, mm, sound engineering is a is a technical as well as aesthetical um, thing. There is an engineering part in that. Um, and you have to be willing, you, you have to have an open mind to learn technology. Uh, understanding physics, understanding technologies, uh, understanding engineering will help you with that. But, you know, there are exceptions to everything that has happened. Um, uh, you can be, you know, um, an, an arts uh, degree holder and still pull off a phenomenal mix there is nothing stopping you from doing that as long as you have a good pair of ears but what you can reduce is the time you take from start to end of the mix by understanding the technologies of or the tools that you're using you know why would certain tools work in a certain way so would it help it would definitely help mm, is it a, a hundred percent requirement I would probably go with no uh, but if that no would be a no only if you have an open mind um, well enough to understand uh, technology uh, because like i said sound engineering has an engineering part to it so you need to understand that side as well how can we make sure the down mix from a cinema mix to ott remains ideal now when you're delivering for ott um, or any any streaming platform there are loudness requirements that you're given uh, you know one in terms of what loudness spec you should hit and there are also recommendations on the loudness range or the LRA um, or you know a better thing to keep in mind is your peak to the loudness ratio the PLR which is a good idea because if your mixes you know in a theater you can have extremely dynamic mixes you can go you know loud and really soft you can't do that at home um, because when you're streaming to your living room you know you might have the balcony open or you know you might have the washing machine might be running you know your noise floor is generally higher you can't go really low in terms of volume so you have to reduce the dynamics of it um, so that's one thing you need to keep in mind as in don't give a very dynamic mix and uh, because remember the the person on the other end if he has to fiddle around with the remote 
um, you know, roughly I think it's around six to eight dBs of change when it happens. You know, you tend to take the remote and start going up and down. And the anchor is always a dialogue. You set your levels to the dialogues, and then you know, when, if the effects are too loud, you start lowering it. But then when the dialogues come, if you can't hear it, you start raising it up and things like that. So reduce the dynamic range. That's what you need to consider. And the other thing I've noticed is when you bring a mix from the film or that was mixed in a cinema theater or in a cinema mix or a film mix room to a broadcast mix back, you know, the highs tend to be a slightly higher. So you might want to roll off the highs a bit. Um, you know those mixes if you just play them off directly they might they tend to sound a little bit more brighter so if you want to maintain the same consistency just roll off the highs a bit i think roughly around 7k onwards you know just a slight tuck would be would be good enough for that right so um we've uh, covered pretty much almost most of the questions and, and like i said there were a lot of questions that were general in nature and uh, i've covered some of them as well and uh, i hope you find this um uh, very useful because at the end of the day you know like you know conversations like this you know you can you, you speak to any engineer you know any 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 of the established ones like you know you have you have shantanu vijay you have uh, anuj you have um, farhad you have parikshit um you have a lot of brilliant brilliant engineers um uh, and you speak to everyone and you know all of them are more than happy to talk to you uh, more than happy to explain things to you uh, more than happy to tell you you know if you want to talk about locations and you speak to knuckle or you speak to Bailon, they're very happy to to explain things to you but as long as you know that they understand that the questions are genuine and you know you're asking questions for the sake of learning and not just for the sake of asking questions um so ask questions and you'll find an incredible amount of um uh, tips, tricks, tutorials, conversations on Sudeep Audio's YouTube channel as well, which is fantastic and phenomenal for the amount of information that is there. So subscribe to Sudeep Audio YouTube channel and um, yeah, you know, it's all about networking, making friends and at the end of the day, when all of this settles down, you know, go out and have your beer with your best friends, you know, that's all there is to it. <laughs> so stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, we'll talk soon. Cheers.